And welcome back to another edition of City View, is what it's called, right? I think that's what it is. We haven't changed it now. Like mine. No, we haven't City changed it. City View, the original City podcast. Uh, this is uh, Mayor Tom Koch's podcast. It is Podcast Quincy, if you're looking for it on your favorite podcast platform. And please tell your friends about it. So this is something we've done. A, we've done a lot of these, actually, over the last... We haven't been doing so consistently because we've been doing videos during COVID and... It's good to uh, get back to the podcast It is, again. back in the swing of it, absolutely. Yeah, and we've had a few up there, so please listen to old podcasts and, and uh, new ones. The old days, it was uh, it was reading the paper. Some people listen to JDA, <laughs> uh, but now there's just so many uh, ways in which people get their information, so it's another tool, really, to get the information out, the correct factual information. <laughs> That's right. And boy, there's a lot of that... Uh, not going around lately, so let's <laughs> let's uh, let's let's focus on Quincy College, shall we? We talked about it a little bit a few a couple of episodes ago, but I think we should really dispel some of that information, some of the misinformation that's been out there. Mayor, just if you could, just fill us in on where we're at and how it all began. Sure, sure. Well, Quincy College has been around for almost sixty-five years. It was started by really the school committee and the city fathers uh, sixty-five years ago, sixty-four years ago. And it was almost really grade 13 and 14. It was for those uh, folks coming from high school, not quite sure what they were going to do, take some courses, get on a track, maybe get their associates, and then transfer for a bachelor's. Uh, perhaps it was a certificate program they took, at, you know, uh, perhaps it was the nursing program. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of success stories out of the college that some of these people that went there might not have gone on and, and been as successful. So it's it's a unique institution, and I know a lot of folks from Quincy that, either took courses there, graduated there, went on to do good things. Um, and today, uh, in the world that we're in, Quincy College continues to thrive. Now, it's had some challenges. A lot of colleges are going through some challenges, trying to figure it out, reinvent themselves, and what's next, and the amount of kids are down. But, you know, we're not in competition with Harvard. We're not in competition with Duke. We're, we are there to serve Quincy kids, and Quincy kids have done well by it. Over the years, it's been less Quincy kids, and it's become more of an international college. Kids from, come from all kinds of countries, actually, that go there now. Mm. So it's, you know, we get several thousand kids that go there, uh, some are in full-time programs, some part-time, some certificate programs of all ages. I mean, mm. there's folks that go for a degree that are adults now that have yeah. had their own kids gone to college. They're going back for, for uh, whatever it may be. Um, so... As, as we talked about, it went through some difficult times with the nursing program. That's been straightened away. The nursing certification's back. We get uh, the nursing uh, students over. They're doing well. The clinicals are going well. You know, the life science biotech pieces that Bruce Van Dyke was involved in is an excellent reputation. The school has, definitely has a niche. And we've got, I think, 47% people of color at that school now. Two-thirds of the students there are eligible for financial aid. So this definitely serves... Uh, of a certain number of folks that may otherwise not be able to afford to go to college, you know. So, um, you know, there's been, you know, some some talk about the city's not doing enough on the diversity side. And here we have a city college that mm. is serving 47% of people of color. So I'm not sure why, you know, there's some folks uh, that are colleagues in government here that don't recognize that. Well, in this aspect, it's absolutely true, of course. And, and just some of the things that uh, you had just mentioned, by the way, the opportunities here too, we can imagine as we're moving forward, I mean, for the we're right in the, we're right in the life sciences corridor. That's so, correct. I mean, what, yeah. what this college could be and create a pipeline of diverse uh, talent for these businesses in Boston. Right? Absolutely. We, we've actually been in discussions with some of the corporate citizens here in Quincy and beyond 
and we've uh, certainly had conversations with Fox Rock and Brigham Women's and South Shore Health about those synergies and, and uh, connections that we're making that can better serve. In other words, for folks listening, there are organizations out there that can fill positions. They need, they need people in certain areas, and there aren't the folks out there. So we can develop programs in our college. That's what's one of the unique things about it, to serve a specific industry, a cer- certain uh, need that may be out there. For example, Rob Hale at uh, Granite Telecommunications, I believe they have 180 open positions at the Quincy location. Wow. Now, that's not just sales. That's in every aspect, IT sure. and maintenance and, and everything in, in a company. So I think we can do a better job working with local companies to identify areas of training that would be helpful to them and have a pipeline for these kids to go right into jobs. So, so I think that, that's a good thing. Of course, right now, what's before the city council, right? Yeah. What be, is before them is the purchase of the Monroe Building, which is next to the Hancock Adams Common. It's a two-story building. Uh, the dress shop was there for a number of years, Feed Do, and the Grand Asia. I think people recognize that. Right. Uh, and there's certainly some other businesses in there. Um, and as part of the process, so the appropriation of $23 million is before the council. That's to buy the property. That is to move out the businesses that are in there. And that is some money to get a design going of a potential new building. Now, this is only step one. This is the purchase of the property. This is step one. Step one. That's the beginning. Phase yeah. one, yeah. which way we right. want to yeah. word it, but... This is just the beginning aspect of it. I've long believed, as many have, that the college needs to have its own home, that they've been kind of nomads over the years. They've rented in different places. They were in Kemper Insurance Building, North Quincy. They're currently in President's Place, but they've been in other places on Temple Street, the Coddington Building. They've bounced around, and some of that is, you know, a a, a lease can go for so many years, it has to be rebid. You know, you've got almost 100,000 square feet near the red line, there aren't many buildings around 100,000 square feet available near the red line. So, right. so it's unique, and, and it's a commuter school, so you need to be near the red line. That's what uh, part of it, the success of the place is. So, you know, this is a unique location. It's right outside the Quincy Center Station. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be uh, uh, situated any better. So, and, of course, the we're, you know, this is phase one. We're a year, year and a half off from phase two. So now what will happen is... You know, the architects will come in, they'll work with the school, they'll go through the programs, the schools of discipline, and figure out, okay, what's the best layout? Obviously, going forward, we've got to have all the technology. The online programs today are, are very robust, and, you know, I know that we're increasing those programs at the school, but you're always going to need that home base, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of leasing and the rent going up every year, essentially the college would go into the, the, the city building. By the way, the college is... A city asset. It's part of the city of Quincy. Right. It's a department of the city that has sep- separate governance. We have a board of governors, and you need to have the separate governance because of the accreditation issue. Mm. You know, that can't be run by the school committee or the city council or the mayor. It's got to be run by uh, what the accrediting agencies recognize in uh, in college boards. So, so I mean, having said that, so the point is, the college will pay the city a rent, so to speak. Yeah, for the portion of the building that we build. So the largest portion of the building would be used by the college. We're also looking at a city hall portion, but we can talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that debt service, say, for example, and I'm just, this is hypothetical. If, if the debt service for their portion of the building is $6 million a year, they'll pay the city $6 million a year in rent. Right. So, and instead of paying a private... Whatever that number is. Whatever that number is. Yeah. It could be $4 million. Um, and instead of paying a play, you know a private building that goes up on the rent every year, mm-hmm. that's just capitalism, right? They go up yeah. every year. 
we would not be going up every year. Essentially, the college would pay the debt service. So it's like your house. You're paying the mortgage payment. Yep. They're yep. going to be paying the mortgage for the majority of the building. Right. And for the college, that's great stability because that doesn't go up. They can, they can model for 20 years. Now they have a stable situation on their budget. They, they've, now they have something that's uh, instead of you know, um, structural deficit going forward, this is, this is the number. For the next 20 years, this will be the number, and they right. can do their modeling and do their projections so much better. So it makes a ton of sense over time to do it this way. Uh, and, and by the way, if President's Place said tomorrow, hey, you know what? Your lease is up in three years. Just just to let you know, we've got somebody else interested. We're not going to renew. Where's the college go? Right. You know? Now, I know there's been discussion about other options, but keep in mind to whoever's listening that this is phase one. Councils have raised some very valid questions, and yeah. we, and they're not mutually exclusive, phase one, and, you know, the decisions to be made. So we have plenty of time to work through a number of these questions. Right. We are still working through... Uh, how the building would be laid out, what disciplines are we going to expand in certain areas? We'll go into a four-year degree. What what programs will be in the four-year degree program, et right. cetera, et cetera. Viability, all so that stuff. All those things, you know. Um, so there's there's time to work on those on on the same track. They don't it doesn't have to. We don't have to wait for those things before we make a decision. One of the concerns here is this is this building is an old time, and now it has some charm. There's no question about it. But, you know, the, the owner of that building, you know, could tomorrow decide, you know, we're going to do something different here. We're either going to go up five more stories or knock it down or do something else. So yeah, sure. it's, it's not going to always look like it is now uh, because it's, it's become too valuable a piece of property. Now some will say, well, it's too valuable. Why is the city taking it? You know, what, what are you you're taking it off the tax, yeah, that's tax rolls? So, um, look, the, the beauty of, of this is its location, but also... The city hall piece adds to the value of this. So the glass building, which we're sitting in, uh, would go away and would put f- maybe four stories out of whatever stories it happens to be, would be city hall use. The glass building needs everything. It yeah, needs let's a talk roof. about that for a little bit because that's been the other thing. All the naysayers, we all agree that we want, everyone agrees, first of all, that they want, for the most part, the majority believes that the college should stay. We want to keep the college if we can, right? Mm-hmm. Of course they of course they do. Everyone's for the It also has the economic state. value to the city. Uh, exactly, and the, and the potential for it. But then, then um, this building here, I know that people have talked and said things about uh, maybe possibly you or the administration haven't looked into fixing this building and just talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. We, we actually have. We've done some analysis on this. When we did the uh, the old town hall renovations, you know, we looked at this building at the same time. You know, some additional work since then. The reality is this. The, the, this building, it's it's a 70s struct construction, which is, is not the best quality. It needs a roof. It needs all new mechanicals. It needs a fire suppression system. The window systems are failing. The elevator is nearing its 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 end of the line. Um, so the, we're literally talking uh, millions of dollars to bring this building up to stand in over the next several years. So that you know the, the question comes into play. All right, is that worth it, or do we put our efforts into the new building we're talking about with the college for for a large building, incorporate the space into that, and then this building uh, would go away. The old building stays. And then we would take a part of the footprint of this building and add it to the development over the tracks. So we have air rights over the T tracks, right. and this would give us a larger plot to go over the tracks. And what a what an address for the private sector here on the Hancock Adams Common. Whether it's a hotel, whether it's a commercial business, 
whether it's additional residential, whatever it may be, we're now working with the T and Atlantic Development on what could be along the Quincy Center Station over the air rights. So there's uh, great potential there. So I would I would guess that we'll we'll lose less than two hundred thousand a year in tax revenue from the Monroe Building, with the potential of gaining millions of dollars of tax revenue over the air rights of the MBTA station. So it's uh, it's a pretty good swap in my view. The other thing that college um, I, I didn't mention. I did mention, but not in any great detail. We had a study done by Dr. Goodman out of UMass uh, Dartmouth, one of the great analysts around. He's, he's, he's remarkable, the work he does. And we had him asked him to do a study on what the value of the downtown is to the city and to the downtown, mm. uh, the college, rather. And, and the college's value is pretty amazing. You've got hundreds of employees uh, and students pumping you know, value into the downtown, paying for things, shopping here, eating here. You know, there's some living here, living here. I, th- I think that, you know, the college is between depending on what year semester, but somewhere between three and 4,000 people going to the college, you know, so, and then you add, add, the, add that up into the equation. It's pretty significant. And I, I believe the number was somewhere at a 40 to $50 million in value to the economy of Quincy by having the college here. So there is an economic value to it as well. Again, it's a college that the city has owned for 65 years. Some people say, well, cities shouldn't be in that business. And, well, we have been in that business for 65 <laughs> years, and we're, and, and we're doing a great yeah. thing. And, and I think we should be proud of that. I think yeah. it's unique. And uh, why not? You know, we're a city of 105, 110,000, whatever the number's going to be under the new census count. I think we're going to be in that range, um, down up from about 96,000 from our own count for a couple of years ago. So, you know, we're, we're one of the more significant cities in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. We're going to be sixth or seventh in population size and, uh, and you know, certainly historical importance and our proximity to Boston, the metropolitan area. Why not be in this business? If we can continue to make it work financially, which is very doable here, if we continue to make it work for the benefit of those folks that need it, that's enough for me. Major re- you know? revenue generator for the city. Absolutely, and and that's what people got to recognize. It's the department of the city, so yes, the city would borrow the money to build the building, but the college is going to pay a rent every year that covers the debt service on the majority of the building. So it's it's, uh, it's I think it's a win-win. I think it's a good thing, and I think the college will grow, become more competitive. I think the excitement of the new building built out specifically for those educational areas. I, I see great partnerships going forward with the medical office building that's going to be built downtown. Uh, you know, I, I think we're in a good place and. Those discussions with our corporate citizens are going well, also. Well, it seems to be more. There's more positive to talk about the, you know, the future of the college than there is negative. But I mean, there are, have been some misleading questions. I don't want to use that word necessarily, but some folks may be thinking that this may be an option. And I just please explain how silly this could be if it ends up handing it off to us to the state. Talk about that process. Some people said we can ha- make it part of the state or be part of the state system. Yeah, well, the city council passed a resolution uh, that uh, said you know, basically was was resolution inquiring a suggestion that we the Quincy College could become part of the community college system. Well, I would I would humbly suggest uh, respectfully to the council that uh, we have no asset for the state. There is no building for Quincy College, right? So when you say give the college to the Quin- to Quincy, okay, well, what do you hand in the state? A lease at President's Place? I'm not so sure the state would even look at that. And my, and my guess is the community college system in Massachusetts is struggling and losing money. Actually, I would argue the Quincy College might be in a better financial place than some of them. But having said that, the state would say, well, they can go to UMass Boston or they can go to Massasoit. You know, you don't have any building. You don't have any campus. What, what are you suggesting? What is, 
where's the leverage? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, right, right. It, no, I, I get it if there's some state money out there. And by the way, for the construction of the building, when we get to that phase, we're going to be looking for state money, foundation money, federal money, all kinds of buckets out there that we may be eligible for. So I, th- I think that will be a fruit over, over time as we advance the program. But yeah, if, if I'm the state, I'd be saying, do what you got to do, but you know we got UMass Boston to the north. We got Massasoit to the south. I'm sure the kids can find their way to those places. And right now, you know, isn't but, a good time, right? At yeah. this very moment in time, after the after COVID and everything like that. So why would they want to take on this? Uh, this is not, or it would be a burden for the state. That's correct. All right, I think we pretty much answered most of the college questions we need to today, and uh, as we're only at step one anyway, or the beginning of step one. Yeah, there's still going to be a couple of committee meetings, the finance uh, committees chaired by Dave McCarthy, and then. Expect the council to be voting sometime this month, Great. Uh, up or down on the on the, the step one phase one. So we'll see what happens. So today is May seventh, and yesterday was May sixth. Typically, we have a shop. <laughs> Genius, Tomorrow right? will be May eighth. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? <laughs> good, good. Uh, Cinco de Mayo was the other day, by the way. Do you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? I do not. I, I used to back in the day. Yeah. Used to celebrate every festival. Oh, back I, in your day. If they called it, uh, yeah, Green Leaf Day, I would have celebrated it, but not anymore. I'm, I'm much more mature now and grown up mayor. In your opinion, <laughs> that's right. So uh, yesterday was this is a bad transition to the National Day of Prayer, which yesterday was. So please, if if you might, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yesterday was the National Day of Prayer, and traditionally over the years we have held a prayer breakfast up at the Tyrell Room at the Elks, and we've yes. invited folks from all faiths, and it was pretty neat. I know you had a number of the mark. You were involved in it. People from all faiths would come. We had different prayers. We had different ministers and priests and imam and rabbis participate over the years. And basically, essentially, was to bring everybody together from our spiritual houses of worship. It's a nice reminder that we're all part of the same human family. There's one God, and um, you know we're, we're part of that family. We're, we're his creation, so it, unfortunately, because of the COVID, you know, last year and this year, we could not have it. And I was disappointed there wasn't much uh, nationally about the, the day of prayer. I mean, you know, this, this country was founded on some very basic principles and, and freedoms that tied into that, the whole Judeo-Christian values. And you know, we shouldn't lose, you know, we shouldn't lose sight of that. And, um, you know, this morning I was at Mass. I happen to be Catholic, as you know, Mark, and this city has great diversity. We get people of all faiths and walks of life, which is awesome. Mm. But the gospel today, the last line in the gospel was love one another. And the old golden rule, treat treat people as you want to be treated. I've often said it publicly, uh, love your God with all your mind, your heart, your soul, strength, and love one another. And, And that's what it comes down to. We can Try to come up with all these programs and secular ways to deal with things. We push faith out of the public square. We push faith out of the schools. And now to fill that void, to fill that vacuum, we're trying to come up with all these programs to get people to, to get along. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. care what faith it is. And Mother Teresa once said, if you're a Jew, be a good one. If you're a Muslim, be a good one. If you're a Catholic, be a good one. If you're a Protestant, be a good one. But as less people participate in faith... You know, I think we're losing something as a society, as 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 that human family. And I'm not suggesting uh, if you're not tied into a spiritual house of worship, you're a bad person. That's all I'm saying. But with each of these faiths, brings those basic basic values that maybe people just aren't learning anymore. So, but anyway, it was a national day. We have a lot to be grateful for with all the challenges we've had with the pandemic, the social justice issues. We still have so much to be uh, grateful for. It's, we're very blessed in this country in so, so many ways. And we shouldn't lose sight of that. We shouldn't lose sight that we have far more in common 
than what divides us. And uh, if we're going to succeed as a nation, we have to recognize that uh, and respect one another, respect others' views, be less judgmental, and love one another. Well, that's a great message to end on, Mayor. And I think uh, it is Nurses Week, by the way, and I just want to say congrats to all the nurses out congrats there. Congrats to the nurses. Last week was Educators Week to our teachers and educators. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Especially this last year. And we haven't mentioned COVID that much in this show. How about that? It's a good that? thing. It's a good thing. I had my second shot the other day, and man, I got sick. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> he always tells me I'm a drain on the insurance. On the uh, Come on, it's not that bad. I'm, I'm very healthy. Very healthy. Mayor, we'll see you Thanks, next time. Mike. Thanks. Thanks.